from potential to manifestations. Now, this is a very, very powerful sermon, and I'm teaching this. Um, I'm teaching this for you and also for those that are watching online and also they'll be watching those watching on YouTube. Okay, so please know if you need to take notes, this is a very power-packed message. So please take it in and use it and manifest it in your life. Now go with me to Luke chapter 8 verse 17. Luke chapter 8 verse 17. For there is nothing secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Now, this is a very powerful scripture. If you look at the book of Ezekiel, you'll notice that there are cherubims, there are angels around the throne room of God that has many eyes. So God is all seeing. He can see your mind. He can see what you're thinking. He can see what's in your heart. There is nothing secret that shall not be made manifest. And neither anything hidden that shall not be made known and come abroad. Now, a lot of times we apply this to ourselves, to our own living. But today, I want you to apply it to God. I want you to know the nature and the character of God. Don't drag God down to our sinful nature. Don't drag God down to our negativity. Don't drag God down to our limited human experience. Don't interpret God with your sinful eyes. Don't interpret God with your sense of guilt and condemnation. Because he's higher than that. He's greater than that. Amen? So there is nothing hidden that shall not be made manifest. There is nothing secret that shall not be made known. So God is in the business of manifestations. God is in the business of manifestations. God is in the business of revealing to you his secrets. He's not hiding himself from you. He's hiding himself for you. Amen. For you to discover him. For you to know him. Amen. It is his heart for you to know him. Thank you, Jesus. So let's get rid of a mysterious, poor, defeated, problem-centered, negative mindset. Let's destroy that mindset today. Amen. Destroy a negative, problem-centered, pessimistic, presumptuous mindset. Let's destroy it now. In Jesus' name. Amen. And when you're going through a tough time, when you hear some bad news, don't come to a negative conclusion. Don't come to a failing conclusion. Don't come to a negative conclusion as soon as problems show up. Don't magnify the enemy. Don't magnify your competitor. Don't magnify your enemy. Magnify your savior. Magnify your deliverer. Magnify Jesus. He's for you, not against you. Even in the wilderness, even in the dark places, he is for you. He is the light. He is the light. And in his light, you will see light. You will see the answer. You will see the open door. You will see the solution. 
can we say amen? Glory be to God. Don't bury yourself in problems. Don't bury your mind in darkness. Come on, lift up your hands with me and say, light, light, light. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God wants us to materialize, to actualize his covenant promises. God wants us to be out there in the open where people can see Christ in us and through us. God wants people to see Jesus just as if he were living on earth today. The church, we are the representatives of Jesus. We are the ambassadors for Jesus. And say with me, I represent him well. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. God wants to manifest his goodness in you. He wants to manifest his goodness through you. Amen. Glory be to God. How many of you agree that light is better than darkness? Goodness better than evil? Health better than sickness? Wealth better than poverty? Amen. Glory be to God. Everybody wants that. Everybody knows that. Amen. Even those that are unsaved, they want health. They want wealth. They want good relationships. They want good people working for them. Isn't that right? So from potentials to manifestations. The word potential means latent qualities or abilities that can be developed and lead to success. Ooh, you haven't got it. Potential means latent qualities and abilities that can be developed leading to your success. So we're talking about from potentials to manifestations. We're talking about the process. Now, too many of us, even though we are goody-goody Christians, we have been saved, we go to church, we pray, but we always stay at the potential level. We want the manifestations. We want the manifestations. We want the manifestations. Now, if you look at the keyboard that Daphne played on, the keyboard won't make any, won't make any beautiful music. It's got all the potential. It's got all the beautiful songs in there. It's got all the beautiful nooks. The piano that Angel played on. It's got all the potential. It's got all the beautiful nooks. But until they are activated, until they are activated, until they are activated, you won't get the manifestations. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know that you have a lot of potential in you? You have a lot of potential in you. You have a lot of potential in you. Until they are activated, they stay buried. They stay silent. Lift up your hands with me and say, Lord, activate all the potentials in me. I work with you to release all the potentials in me. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. How many of you are excited? How many of you are excited? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Say to the person next to you, action matters. 
Amen. We've had three years of COVID without action. Three years of COVID locked in with our vision. With our vision, yes, with our action. The devil wants to lock us in. The devil wants us to live in a withdrawal, live in a depression, live in condemnation, live in guilt, live in shame, live in sorrows, live in sickness. He wants to make us his prisoners. But we're breaking through today. We're breaking through today. We're breaking forth. We're breaking forth. Come on, lift up your hands with me. I'm breaking forth. I'm breaking forth. I'm breaking forth. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We don't want to be wishy Christians. What do I mean by wishy Christians? Wishy Christians are those who only wish. I wish. I wish. I wish I would have money. I wish I would have this. I wish I could be healthy. I wish I could be strong. I wish I could have businesses. I wish I would have good relationships. Don't stay wishing. Don't stay wishing. Engage. Engage in the process. Engage in the process. Engage in the process that will take you from the potential to the manifestation. Amen. Say to the person next to you, don't be just a wishy Christian. Amen. The good news is that you are full of potentials. You are full of potentials. Amen. Amen. And guess what? Guess what? The Word of God is full of potentials. The Word of God is richer than the keyboards, richer than your bank accounts. The Word of God is greater than any computers. The Word of God is full of unfailing potentials. You need to dig them up. You need to dig them up. You need to activate them. With the heart you believe unto righteousness. God's way of doing everything perfect. God's way of doing everything without failures. With your heart you believe unto righteousness. What is right. Not what is wrong. Amen. What is right? What is right? What is effective? What is fruitful? What is productive? What is prosperous? Remember, what is bright? And with your mouth, confession, confession, confession. My dependence is on the Word of God. Miracles come from the Word. My life is manifesting the Word of God. The Word becomes life and dwelt among us. With your heart, you believe unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now remember, Christianity is not about you improving yourself. Because God knows very well that we can't do that. (laughs) Christianity is not about us disciplining ourselves with our own self-will. No, Christianity is about grace. It's about the God, the perfect God who has come to rescue the imperfect man, to rescue the imperfect sinners. And his word says, it is written, my grace, my grace 
is sufficient, 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 sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And that's why the Apostle Paul got this revelation. He said, I delight in my weakness so that God can be magnified in me. Wow. Wow. I remember when I first got saved, I listened to a lot of testimonies from drug addicts, from prostitutes, you know, from people that had problems. And I thought, how come, you know, is the church just made up of drug addicts, you know, <laughs> made up of prostitutes? No, 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 no. How come they're so successful? How come a lot of them have become ministers and evangelists? Because they had been broken. Because they had known that there is nothing good in them. Because they know that they know that within themselves there is nothing good. In and of themselves, they can't make it. They've been completely broken. They've come to the end of themselves. And they realize that there is no life without total dependence on God. Amen. Whereas some of us, we think, well, we can make it through life. I only want Jesus. I heard uh, Rudy's sermon. I only, I only want Jesus in this room. That's it. Just stay in that room, please. <laughs> and I want Jesus in that room. No, until you fully surrender, you will not experience the total victory. The total victory. The overco- overcoming, overwhelming victory of Jesus Christ. It is good to surrender. It is good to surrender all. It is wise to surrender all. Come on, I'm in the presence of Jesus. He's got all the answers. He's got all the health. He's got all the healing. He's got all the wealth. He's got all the provisions. He's got all the intelligence. He's got all the wisdom. Why do I want to hold on to myself? That's stupidity. How many of you have got it? Amen. I gladly lay down everything. I want Jesus. I want all that you have for me. Amen. Lord, redeem me from my stupidity, from my foolishness. Why do I want to hold on to plastic when God can give me diamonds? How, why do I want to hold on to the earth when God can give me heaven? Why do I want to hold on to strife when God can give me peace? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Lift up your hands to the goodness of God. He is so, so good. Amen. And one of the blessings of this trip to Japan uh, is that my husband and I, our relationships have gone so much sweeter. So much better. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe that relationship is one of the treasures that God has given you. Treasure the people that God has brought into your life. Relationships. You can't buy them. You can't earn them. They are God-given gifts. Amen. Lift your hands and thank the Lord for the relationships that he has graced you with. People that he had brought into your life. Amen, 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 amen. We have all the potential to be loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, gentle, good, meek, temperate, full of faith. 
all the fruit of the Spirit. We have all the potential. Because they are in our spirits. Amen. We have all the potential, all the power in our born-again spirit. So let's tap into that. Let's call them out. Let's pray them out. Let's actively stir them up and apply them and manifest them in our lives. Don't allow the word of God to stay stagnant in your Bible. Pray them out. Live them out. Release them into operations in your life. Can we say amen? Live out the potentials. Live out the good potentials. Live out the powerful potentials that God has put in your spirit and God has put in your word, the Bible. Come on, say with me. I am a proactive, practicing, aspiring Christian. Say with me. I'm going forward. I'm moving upward with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I encourage you to gather around you people who can inspire you. I love inspirations. I live by inspirations. We need people around us who can inspire us. Lift our spirit up. Lift our soul up to greatness. To greatness. To greatness. Amen. Don't just because it's dripping and you say, oh, it's going to rain, it's ruining my day. No, don't talk like that around me. (laughs) You need to say, no, the rain's going to stop because I'm here. You know, the minute we, we left Osaka, it started to rain. But when we were there, there was sunshine every day. Glory be to God. Amen. And, uh, you know, just to let you know, the last place that we stayed at, uh, it was at Osaka. The last place that we stayed at, okay? So it was like nothing expensive, you know, it was just an inn. And uh, the owner is Japanese. So we had to, compu- we had to communicate through uh, Google Translate, right? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then there was like, there was that street just outside of the accommodation and we went there, you know, to have a little bit of to have a little bit of shopping and by the way, we got the most beautiful soup in that street. I can make you, I can cook for you. So, (laughs) it was so good, it was so good and then it started to, you know, I had a little, it started to have a little bit of rain. It was like not, not much. I'm sure I can walk through that. But the owner of that accommodation, he brought with him three umbrellas, one for Sunny, one for Annette, one for me, and he brought them all the way to that street to give to us. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? I mean, that's awesome. That's so good. That's so good. The favor of God. Amen. Isn't that good? Amen. I pray for that man and ask God to bless him. Amen. Come on. The word of God says that the goodness and the favor of God will follow you all the days of your life. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. I praise him. I don't take those things for granted. You know, I don't, I won't think like, oh, because he's wanting your business again. No, I don't think like that. I think biblically. Amen. 
Listen to me, church. You know, the Holy Spirit will always prompt you. Sometimes it's just a short remark. Sometimes it's just a bit of like a, a prompt, you know. Sometimes, you know, when you listen to the message in the app, like all of, all of a sudden your heart starts to beat, starts to stir, and then you send a response. I believe that's the Holy Ghost. I believe that's the Holy Spirit. The prompting. You need to train yourself to respond to the prompting of the Holy Ghost. Don't miss the little things. Don't ignore them because you think that they are unimportant. Do not allow your human rationale to downplay, to belittle what the Holy Spirit has done for you. I believe that it's the Holy Spirit who moved the heart of that man to bring us the umbrellas. And because I give thanks to God for that, I will have more. Because I'm faithful in little, God will give me much. Amen. Say to the person next to you, don't ignore the promptings of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now some of you ask me, what about when it's hard to forgive, hard to love, to trust, to hope? What when it's hard to depend on God? God has given you the answer. What's the answer? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had been given to us for the hard times and the good times. He is your comforter. I've had times when I found it so hard and I said, Holy Spirit, I need your comfort. And he would come and comfort you. The Holy Ghost is your comforter. What about when you are confused and you don't know what to do? He is your counselor. And guess what? His counsels never fails. His counsels never, never fail. His counsels are victorious. He is the counselor. Remember, he's the counselor for his army. He's the general for his church. Amen. Not only is he the big God, He's also your personal God who lives on the inside of you. So don't you ever belittle him. The danger is to interpret God from our limited, carnal, and low-level human experience. Because we need miracles. And miracles are greater than we are. Miracles are greater than human experiences. Miracles are greater than the intelligence of man. How many of you need miracles? How many of us need miracles? There are healing miracles. There are financial miracles. There are relational miracles. Amen. There are opportunity miracles. How many of us need miracles? Lift up our hands. Amen. Hallelujah. And the way to receive miracles is through faith in God's greatness. Faith in God's greatness over and above all that we can ask or think. So God is saying, don't let your mind limit me. Don't let your past experience limit me. Don't belittle God. Don't make it impossible for him. I guess I won't be healed because there's something wrong with my muscles, something wrong with my tendons, something wrong with my mind. You can talk through a lot of unbelief and God say bye. Because <laughs> he's not staying there to listen to you. Because that does not delight in him. Remember he was saying, the grasshopper? Remember? 
Only Caleb and Joshua could enter into the promised land. Not those who, who have a grasshopper mentality. Come on, say to yourself, I'm a giant. Not a grasshopper. One more time, I'm a giant. Not a grasshopper. Come on, say to yourself, I am a success. Not a failure. One more time, I'm a success. Not a failure. One more time, I'm a success. Not a failure. The key is you need to get your order right. Don't say it because you have seen it. That's doubting Thomas. Remember Thomas said, I won't believe it until I've touched. Until I've put my hand in the open wound. And Jesus showed up. And Thomas repented. He's no longer the doubting Thomas. If you read his life, He's, he became a powerful, powerful evangelist and disciple for Jesus. And this is the key. Whenever Jesus touches you, whenever he touches you, you are no longer unimportant. You are no longer small. You are no longer insignificant. The minute he touches you, you become great. You become significant. You become powerful. You become successful. It's the touch. It's the touch of his word. It's the touch of his spirit. And you start to stand up tall. You start to stand tall. And you start to believe in who you are in Christ Jesus. Faith rises up within you. Why? Because you have received the DNA of faith. Hallelujah. Come on, say to yourself, I'm great. I'm powerful. I'm successful. Because Christ is in me. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. It's no longer I who live. It's Jesus who is living in me. You're the most important person in your life. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody will believe in you. And don't prove it. Believe it. Once you've believed it, you'll get the evidence. You have to believe it to see it. You don't believe it, you won't see it. You don't believe in your greatness in Christ Jesus, you won't see it. You don't believe in your righteousness in Christ Jesus, you won't see it. Don't give your faith to sin. Sin has been broken. Sin has been crushed. The altar to devils have been thrown down. Don't put your faith in your failures. Don't put your faith in your sinfulness. Put your faith in the success of the Lord Jesus Christ, guaranteed by the cross, by the blood, by the name of Jesus. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus had not come to show you that you are a failure. Jesus had not come to condemn you, to punish you. No. He had come to save you. He had come to deliver you. He had come to build you up to be a godly success. Hallelujah. Amen. To use you for his glory and for your goodness. Can we give the Lord a big hand of praise? Hallelujah.
And that's all that you want to be to your family, to your children, to your friends, to your community around you. You want to lift people up wherever you go. There's no point for comparison. There is no point for competitiveness. Amen. We lift up, lift up, lift up, lift up, lift up, lift up. Come on, say to the person next to you, be lifted up. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one giving us the supernatural quickening. That's the touch. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives you the supernatural quickening. Just one touch. Just one prompting. One inspiration from him. The fire will start burning in you. The wind will start carrying you. Amen. The miracles will happen in your life. We need to know him. We need to understand him. We need to befriend the Holy Ghost. When you walk into somebody's room or when you're walking into a prayer meeting, know for sure that no one can pray without the Holy Ghost. Nobody. No one can pray. No one can preach without the Holy Spirit. So your number one reverential fear towards God, reverential worshipful fear of God, is that you reverence the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know that the Holy Spirit is in our midst. Nobody can worship without the Holy Ghost. So you don't just walk in there as if, you know, nothing is happening. We need to befriend the Holy Spirit. We need to befriend the Holy Ghost. We need to honor him. We need to reference him. We need to acknowledge his presence. Even Jesus told us to do that when he was on the earth. Jesus always engaged the Holy Spirit. It is important for us to engage the Holy Ghost if we want to live from potentials to manifestations. We need to know and to familiarize ourselves with the Holy Ghost. He is the treasure in this earthen vessel. How many of you know that you are made of earth? You are made of dust. From dust you are, to dust you shall return. I've seen different people die. I've walked past a coffin and I've seen the dead bodies. It's not a beautiful sight. Once the spirit has departed from the body, it's a dead body. There's no life in there. There's no beauty. No life. This body is like a suit that you wear. What makes you glorious is the spirit in you and the soul that's being transformed on a daily basis. Amen. And that's what takes you to heaven. Amen. It is so, so important that we reference the Holy Spirit. We familiarize ourselves with the Holy Ghost. Understand that this body is the earthen treasure, yet within this body is the beautiful treasure. You are not on your own. You are not on your own. You're not on your own. I remember Pastor Yongi Cho, he used to say, you're pregnant. 
Every one of us is pregnant. We carry, we carry somebody. We carry the Holy Ghost. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Your tongue has the power of life and death. Why don't you engage your tongue for life? Why don't you open your mouth and pray? I, I never meditated on what to pray, how to pray. I started praying in tongues, just praying in tongues. Then the, you know, the prayer comes, the scriptures come. But did it happen just overnight? No. I've been a Christian for over 30 years. I was fanatically saved, passionately saved. And I knew the power of prayer. And I remember I asked Jesus, I said, you prayed all night. What did you say? I really, I didn't know. Have you ever tried? I mean, pray for one hour, two hours, what do you say? I have a lot of people asking me, Pastor Dora, what do you say? How do you pray for so long? I said, I don't know, <laughs> by the Holy Ghost. By how much word is in you? You need to recognize the phases of your life. Going from potential to manifestation, we go through stages. Some Christians don't ever mature from phase one. There are phases in your life. Number one is the acquiring phase. The acquiring phase is when you start building the Word of God in you. It's just like in the natural, you have to acquire some knowledge. For example, if you want to be a doctor, you need to acquire medical knowledge before you can practice, right? So every Christian, we have the acquiring stage. That's the stage that you need to acquire biblical knowledge. You need to acquire biblical principles. Don't just do it and say, Lord, if I don't read my Bible today, I have failed you. I failed my duty. So all your life will be just duty and failing your duties. You won't have any love for God because your Christian life is just made up of duties. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Hey, it's just like marrying to your wife or to your husband. If every day you come home and your husband says to you, you fail your duty, and the next day you fail your duty because you don't cook or you don't wash your dishes, so your marriage is just nothing but duties. Before you know it, the love is gone. So God is not like that towards us. Very sad to say, too many Christians just treat him as a boss. God is my boss. God is just my boss. Oh, he's your boss. Then you are not in love with him. You're just taking orders. And uh, can I be honest with you? Some people treat me like that as your pastor. You're my pastor. It's like you're my religious boss. I'm not your religious boss. You don't need to report to me. Neither is God your boss. He's the lover of your soul. He's the lover of your soul. He's your comforter, your counselor, your strengthener, your standby, your helper, your helper, your intercessor, your advocate. So you need to acquire, the acquiring stage, acquiring the word, the logos, the spiritual principles, the biblical principles, and you acquire them. Gather your data. Gather your data. Talk to Rudy. Gather your data. Amen. Before you can write an app, you need to, you'll have your data. 
So gather your data. It's all about gather your information, gathering your truth. The word of God. Building you up. Building you up on the inside with the word. Listen to anointed teachings. Don't listen to religious teachings that keep bullying you, that keep belittling you, that keep suppressing you, that keep telling you how bad the world is. We are in the gloom and in the doom. The world is, but not we. We are not in the doom and the gloom. We are the church. We are the light. We are the salt. We are the prosperous ones. We are the healthy ones. We are the clever ones. We are the army of the Lord. God uses us to deliver people, to save people, to bless people. Amen. Come on, say to yourself, I'm blessed to be a blessing. One more time, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm rich, not poor. I'm healthy, not sick. I'm joyful, not sad. Glory be to God. Amen. So that's your first stage. Acquiring knowledge, anointed knowledge, revelation. Amen. Number two, stage two, receiving talents. Receiving talents. Now remember Jesus, he told us the parable of the owner who gave his talents. Remember that? But he didn't give his talents to everybody. Whom did he give his talents to? Let me see if I can give you the scripture. Whom did he give his talents to? Matthew 25, 14 to 15. Matthew 25, 14 to 15. So whom did he give his talents to? Come on, answer me, church. Whom did he give his talents to? One more time. Servants. 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 I want you to understand that talents, talents referring to the endowment, referring to God's wisdom operating in your life, the favor of God, opportunities given to you, open doors, divine connections. We're talking about phase two. Phase two is the working phase. That's why servants. If you want to receive the blessings of God, if you want to manifest God's success in your life, you have to serve. That's why God has appointed to everyone a home church for you to serve in. You need to sow your time. You need to sow your talents. You need to sow and present yourself as a living sacrifice in order that the anointing will come upon you. Why would the anointing come upon somebody who sits in a rocking chair? Why would the anointing come upon someone who just watches Christian TV or any TV? The anointing comes upon those who serve. Those who serve. The endowment, the wisdom, the leading, the guidance, the provision, the prompting, the unction, the favor, the open door, the divine health, the power to get wealth comes upon the servants. 
I don't want you to see if you read that scripture. Unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according, every servant, according to what? Ability. Remember I told you the acquiring stage. You need to develop your ability. Don't get into the, the deception or the lies of religion. The lies of religion says that it's okay for us to be poor as long as we have Jesus. It's okay for us to be uneducated and ignorant as long as we have Jesus. Jesus becomes a pair of crutches. Jesus becomes the opium of the mind. It's okay for us to be stupid and naive and don't know anything that's going on in the world as long as we have Jesus. Get rid of that kind of thinking because you will forever be lagging behind. Whereas God wants you to be in front. God needs leaders. How many of you have seen what's happening to America? What's happening to Australia? God needs leaders. And leaders have to develop their skills. You can't say, God, I believe you for prosperity. When you're uneducated, you're unskilled. You don't even try to develop your own talents. And that's why you're stuck in the potential and you don't have the manifestations. I want you, is it okay, church? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you taking this in? We're growing today. Okay? We're growing. We're making changes. Amen? We're growing. We're making changes. Time is short. Life has a span. So develop yourself while you can. Use what's been given to you while you can. Don't let your body limit you. Don't let your age limit you. Life is too precious. You can still do a computer course. My daddy did. You can still learn all the technology that's going on. Don't allow your age to imprison you. Don't allow your age to confine you. Lift up your hands and say, I want to learn. Come on, lift up your hands. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to stretch. I want to expand. I want to go higher. I want to do greater things. Amen. Hallelujah. Break forth. Break forth. Break out. Amen. Glory be to God. You are too young to retire, church. Hey, how many of you have used pens before? Pens? And uh, you have some refills for your pens? How many of you know that even a new pen, if you put it aside and you don't use it, like even for a few months, you pick it up, it can't write. The ink won't come out. It's called the law of use. This brain is subject to the law of use. I spoke Thai when I was in Thailand. I was in Thailand for seven years. But because I didn't use it, I lost a lot of it. This brain must be used. 
must be activated. Don't allow yourself to be mentally lazy. And don't allow yourself to be spiritually lazy. Because you're creating a spiritual vacuum. Lift up your hands and say, I'm diligent, clever, creative, inspirational. Amen, amen, amen. You only live once. Maximize your life. All right, so that's the stage, the working stage. Amen. So from the acquiring stage, you go to the receiving of talents, the working stage, the stage where you receive the anointing to activate what you have acquired and to act on what's been given you. You enter into the supernatural phase. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Here's a word for you. Don't be like Samson. What happened to Samson? He was put on a treadmill. What is a treadmill? A treadmill is what you do all the time. It's like a circle. You go around that circle all the time. If we don't examine ourselves, if we don't check ourselves, if we don't take time to listen to the Lord and check our life and change and progress and mature and improve, we will just be living in circles. Don't get into that treadmill. We must have time to listen to the Holy Spirit. We must have time to listen to our conscience. Listen to your spirit. Listen to your conscience. Your spirit has a voice. Your conscience has a voice. It will talk to you. And get rid of that voice of condemnation. Because it's a devilish voice. It's the voice of darkness. Whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, there's always answer. Whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, there's always power. There's always deliverance. There is always joy. There's always light. That's how I know that is the Holy Ghost. He's the lifter up of your head. Take the devil out. Don't listen to him. Don't engage. Don't be engaged with him. Don't listen to his thoughts. Kick him out. Just tell him, devil, get out. I'm not in condemnation. I'm in salvation. I'm not in condemnation. I'm in deliverance. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, wonderful Holy Ghost, that you're drawing out the potential, the potential of godliness, the potential of, of godliness, the potential of sanctification coming out of me, washing me, cleansing me, building me up for my good and for the good of all those around me. Thank you, Jesus. You can never fail when you pray like that. Your prayers need to be positive with the Holy Ghost. Drive with the Holy Spirit. Drive with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit won't tell you to reverse. To go back to your last time. How you failed. How you've missed it. No, the Holy Spirit will always help you to go forward. Upward, forward, and upward, forward, and upward, and forward, and upward. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Can you see that after COVID for three years? I mean... The, the, the plane was packed with people. Everybody was going out. Because everybody wants action. 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 And that's what Christianity is missing. Action. The Word wants to be alive through you. Act out the Word. Act out the Word. Pray out the Word. Act out the Word. Pray out the Word. Can we say amen? 
Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, can I ask you to put your hand on your tummy? Okay, put your hand on your tummy. Amen. Can you, I ask you to say it with me. Say, wonderful Holy Spirit, I release you to live in my life, to work through me. I don't limit you. I don't confine you. Holy Ghost, be released. Be released to move in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And then from the anointing to the manifestations. The, 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 the faith is the manifestations, or you call it the harvest, the reaping faith. That's when we clap and joy and rejoice and, you know, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Amen. So I've given you the phases. So phase number one is acquiring knowledge. Phase number two, working. Working it. And when you work it, you get the anointing. You get the discernment. And phase number three, harvest. Not hard, isn't it? It's not hard. So, Today, we're tearing down the stronghold of religion. Tear down that stronghold of religion. We are not religious. We're not having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. We're manifesting the power. We're manifesting the power. Power over sin and death. That's the cross. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. I want to finish with this. I know some of you may be asking me, why am I stuck then? Why is my life still unproductive? I'm giving you the answer. You're stuck most probably because you have been religious. You're having a form of godliness, but you're not living it out. You give up too easily. You give up too quickly. You conclude too quickly. You don't give God the time. Now, God himself is timeless, but he needs to move in a world that is of time. And your life has time. Your life is made out of time. And then one day you're upset, you quit. Two days you're upset, you quit. Three days you're upset, you quit. Four days you're upset, you divorce. (laughs) The fifth day you're upset, bye, see you later. You quit your job, you quit your spouse, you quit your pastor. (laughs) Give up too soon. Move by what you see instead of by what you believe. We need to live by discernment. There are times that you need to leave, but don't leave without the Holy Spirit telling you. Amen? It's so, so important. The power of perseverance. Faith perseveres. Remember Isaac? What happened? He was digging the well. Did he get the first one that he dug? No. The Philistines came and took it from him, right? How many of you remember that story? It's the story of Isaac, right? He was digging for water, but the Philistines got it from them. What did he do? Did he chuck a tantrum? Did he quit on God? Did he say that, oh no, it's not the will of God to give us a well? Did he say that? Did he say, oh, it's God who wants to test us so that we can be thirsty and still love God? Did he say that? No. (laughs) What happened? He dug another one. The second one, what happened to the second one? 
The Philistines got that too. Did he give up? Did he quit? Did he reason that it's not the will of God to give him water? Did he say that God wants to keep him thirsty so as to keep, keep him spiritual? Some Christians think like that. God keeps you sick so that he can keep you spiritual. God keeps you poor so that he can keep you spiritual. No, you don't change biblical doctrines by your experience. Amen? Did he quit on the second well? No. And he kept digging, and did he finally get his well? Did he finally get his water? Yes. If you do not quit, you do not fail. Come on, say to the person next to you, you are not a quitter, so you are not a loser. Amen. Glory be to God. Isn't God good? Isn't God awesome? Praise the Lord. And those three faces that I told you, they are ongoing. They go. They come in cycles. They keep going through our lives. Amen. So we refuse passivity, which is the reason for barrenness. We refuse to be stuck. We refuse not to have breakthroughs because not, we are not repeating what is religious and barren. Amen. Amen. So we don't inflict ourselves with problems. That's called sinning. The Bible talks about sinning. Sinning is causing yourself problems. The Bible talks about sinning against yourself. Remember David said against you and you only have I sinned. Right? When you sin, you sin against God and you sin against his created yourself. And that's why God does not want you to sin. And he gives you the way of holiness, the way of sanctification, which is your protection against the source of all sin, Satan himself. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Can I ask you to stand with me? Amen. Stand with me. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. We're going to shake off, shake off some old habits. We're going to shake off some old ideas, mindset that are not good for us. Amen. So we don't afflict ourselves with evil. Amen. Shake off, shake off all that is evil. Shake off all that is bad. Shake off all that is deceiving. Okay. Let's get into some prayer right now. Let's get into some prayer. In Jesus' name. Warfare prayer. Come on. Tear down that stronghold of religion. Tear down. Pull down the spirit of religion. Get out in the name of Jesus. Pull you down right now. You're not allowed to deceive God's people. Pull you down in Jesus' name. Amen. Rebuke that spirit of passivity. Bind spiritual laziness. Bind that self-inhibition in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I praise you and thank you for your people to come forth. Your people to break out, to come forth. Amen. Every mouth to open. Every mouth to open. Every well to unstop. In Jesus' name, I call the water coming out of you. The living water come out of you. The word of God to come out of you. To come forth. Come forth. Come out. The word of God to come out of you. 
to come forth from you. Amen. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. For you to be inspired by the Holy Ghost. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. Be inspired by the Holy Spirit. I pray that you aspire unto God. You aspire unto God. Instead of just depending on yourself. You don't depend on yourself. You call out to Him. You cry out to Him. You aspire to Him. You want God. You want God's prompting. You want His leading. You want His guidance. You want His solutions. Amen. You're active. Active in God. Active. Proactive. Proactive. Active. Active. Responding to God's unction. Responding to His unction. Responding to His calling. Responding to His promptings. In the name of Jesus. You're active possessors of your kingdom inheritance. You possess your kingdom inheritance. You possess your God-ordained success. You possess your God-ordained success. You are active. You are active. You are active. You are living your life actively. Living your life successfully. Joy. Joy is the momentum of your life. 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 Your life is moving on. Moving on. Moving forward. Moving forward. Going upward. Moving forward. Going upward. Moving forward. Going upward. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say Amen, amen, amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Can I have